and the world where we are living right now, the only resource we need to take care is the resource who will prevent us from dying. And the water is this main resource. Welcome to the Gaia Solutions podcast. Together, we'll explore innovative approaches to some of humanity's greatest challenges. We highlight changemakers across the planet who refuse to accept the status quo. My name is Lila Bear, and I'm your tour guide on this exciting journey. In today's episode, we have Samuel, the CEO from the French startup Berger World. In the last two years, he's become famous by inventing a solution to preserve water. He took the technology of baby diapers and used it to water plants in a very efficient way. He's working with local governments, private companies and individual households to solve one of our world's biggest challenges, the lack of clean drinking water. Thank you so much for joining us today, Samuel, and it's really an honor to have you here with us. I would love to ask you this one first question. How did nature and the environment play a role in your childhood? And what was this component of growing up? How did it affect your life today? Hi, Lila. It's my pleasure to meet you. And thank you so much for taking the time for asking me questions and talking about my patient right now, which is Berge Words. And you are absolutely right, because nothing come up like nothing in life. And for sure, there are some roots and uh, we are really attaching Berger World to talk about roots. And uh, what's bring me in what I'm doing right now in my life, it's uh, coming uh, directly from where I'm coming from. So uh, you will be really astonished, but I'm coming from the east of France, the east of part of France, which called Alsace. And in Alsace, it's place in France because most of the people there are used to talk a, a language really close to the German language. And we could not say that the German environment and the German way of living did not impact us and did not impact this region of France. And we all know that the situation regarding the sustainability in Europe are really impacted with the, um, the decisions coming from Germany. We know the situation in Germany regarding the nuclear plant and they decide to change it mm -hmm. completely and to erase it. And it's a really, really, really good step forward for the, for the world. And due to this situation and due to this way of thinking coming, I would say this German mindset regarding the planet and regarding the human being impacted me from my really early age until now. So right now, I would say that I'm, I'm driving the company's Berger World with the German mindset regarding the sustainability, the fact that I would like really this company to affect the world, not only for myself, but for the future generation. And that makes the situation and the way of thinking totally differently. You know, when you are taking the, the order as your own browser, it's definitely helping you in what you are doing in life, in every such a thing, such a small thing you are doing. That's so wonderful. I mean, especially coming from Germany myself, of course, yeah, there, there is a, a lot of a lot of sustainability mindset since many, many years, but a lot to learn still as well. And it's really interesting that that's where your primary kind of like focus came from. But then as we grow up, there was a specific moment or a situation in your, in your life that made you realize that you want to focus on specifically water pollution. 
what was that aha moment, this, this situation that made you feel so passionate about that topic? I really like this question because it still make me laughing because I would say that it's coming. It, it was, it's not so far, so far away and so far ago because the Berger World company has only four years. So four years for a human, it's a baby. And let's say that the situation starts with a baby because I, I've got my first child four years ago. And as a German, as I told you, a German mindset, a German way of acting, I was questioning myself about the diapers. What is inside these diapers? Because the diapers is the, the best friends of the babies. You know, we all know why. And I was just questioning myself, does is something who could hurt my new babies? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I start to really look like about the solution and let's say the molecule of the diapers inside, I find out that there were a kind of really innovation pop-up and invented by the NASA something like 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was basically coming from the petrochemic industry. So it was called something with a mix with a potassium and plastic. And, and as soon as we find out this molecule will be able to be used for keeping the water from the rain for the soil, a lot of idea pop up. And it was not, again, I, I would like to highlight the fact that it was not an idea like uh, the businessman could have. Hey, let's make a lot of money with this new innovation. It was purely an idea. And that is the DNA from Berger World. It was purely the idea to say we have something certainly who could change the world, who could be a game changer for the whole question we are all questioning ourselves right now regarding the impact of the global warming, the rain, the water resource as a resource, so on and so on and so on. So basically the idea come up with Mathilde, mm -hmm. which is my first child, who's as now we all know that she'll, she, will, she, she will turn a five in a few months, like the company. That is a wonderful, wonderful story. And it reminds me of how emotional the connection is to sometimes starting a project, right? How intrinsic the value is that yes. we want to give back. So it's often really connected to a purpose, a specific moment situation that we feel so deeply that we can't stop thinking about anymore. And in this case, it's water pollution and There are many people out there that have heard, yes, okay, water scarcity, we have a problem. But for someone who's never heard about what's the real deal, why are we challenged right now? Maybe we can dive in a little bit more about in, into this topic and learn more why we are facing such a big challenge with water right now on our planet. Can you tell us something about that? Yes, let's say that I really would like for this interview to make things really clear and not going so deep in the number. The fact is really simple. We are now running out of the water resource. This is really simple. And how we are and why we are in this situation, not because we are wasting a lot of water by doing our showers. I don't want to make people in the situation that they are feeling guilty by the, the, the way they are acting every day with the water. It's not the topic. The main thing is that right now, we, the population in the world, the fact is that we are growing 25% much more faster than we were expected. Is it good? Because by the way, it's the, the um, let's say it's the conclusion and the action that we are living longer than 20 years before. So that means I have the chance to reach 19 year olds more than in 20 years ago. 
So in 20 years ago, the average of the people were dying around 69, 71, and when we were really strong, 80. But right now we're seeing that in the population in the world, we are all going in the ways that we will live longer. And that's a really good news. But behind of this good news, we need to learn how to face about the resource that we're gonna have. So it's not a question of having a kind of, of, of finding the way of watering less. It's a question of how we're gonna feed all of this population growing. And the main topic right now, and we need to face it with a, as a good news, but the main topic is how to share this resource with the whole population and how we can keep this resource as something as a free resources. And I, and I would like to really highlight this word free resource because all of the people right now and the, the business would like to take the free resource and sell it to us. But water and oxygen and the spaces, it's free. And normally, as soon as you are born in this planet Earth, you have something, a really huge capital of free things that because mm -hmm. it's needed for living. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the main question behind the, the, this is we need to find a way to use less water, not because we are doing almost things bad or wrong, but we need to do it for only a question of sharing. We find a way really intelligently in a smart way for the office. Right now, it's really sexy to go in the co-working place. And we know that it's better to share the printer, to share the Wi-Fi connection. And we are sharing right now a lot of things, even the cars. Uh, I hope it's not my wife, and but maybe it could, it could, could happen. It's a joke. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. But let's say that we need to really strongly think about the way to how to share the water and to protect this as a free resources and the Berge water is one of the solution and I would say really um, in the in humbly that Berge world could be the solution to reduce the water footprint up to 80 percent of what it is using right now so just to give a, a, the, a short definition of what is the water footprint because most of the people I'm talking with right now and when I'm saying to them water footprint I say I know what is the footprint I know what is water, but all of them, water footprint. Mm, but water footprint, basically, when you are eating, for instance, let's say a steak, a stick, which is the really worst example. But you know, to, to have a stick in your plate, it costs 5,000 liters of water. So that means you have almost a half of, of a swimming pool in your plate of water who can be used for the population we don't have any water because we are still, and we are in the situation right now in 2022, that there are some country in the world, not only in Africa, because we used to see, yeah, in Africa, basically they have nothing. So we are using this in this situation, but some country not so far from us in Europe, some part of Spain, some countries in the, in the South of America, like Peru, some part of Colombia, there's people dying, actually, literally dying because they have no access to water. And that makes the real definition of the water. Without the water resource, 
there is no life. And that's why when you know people are spending trillions of dollars for putting a robot in the planet that they don't know absolutely any clue about, I don't want to make any critical about this kind of invest, but what they are looking for first, it's the water, because without water, there is no life. Mm -hmm. So we have life in our planet Earth, and it's called the blue planet because of the water. And without water, there is no way, no possibility of living. Strong words, strong words and very true words. And I especially love your perspective on how basic needs, right? Like water, food stability, all of this should be something that we are born into that is abundant for all of us. And there are solutions existing right now like Berg World, that can reduce 80% of the water consumption in our world right now. So I'm so curious to learn more about what exactly Berg World is and how the solution works. Yes, that's the best question ever, actually. Because again, in an introduction, when I was, when I was trying to give you a kind of teaser from where and from what kind of technology we're, let's say, moving or going, best answer, because we have absolutely no secret. We don't want to have any secret because we are thinking that if it's a really solution we could fit to all of the needs of the planet Earth, we, could, we, we have to share it. We cannot define our solution to say, hey, we are a company, we want to patent it, and we will ask a lot of money, and then I will buy it, a beautiful yacht from, only for myself, and again, come back in the, in the kind of way of thinking of the human going into the, the, the let's say, the desert. And we don't want that. The DNA of Bergy World, because that's why Bergy World mean the, the I, I still losing the, the, the this word actually, but the Bergy World mean the shepherds. And the shepherd, it's the person who's taking care of the population by feeding them. And the technology of Bergy World, it's coming from nature to be back to the nature. Basically, it's potassium. So potassium, we could find potassium almost everywhere, not so far from where I'm living. I moved three months ago to a place, again, in the east part of the France, close to a huge plant of potassium based of what we are doing and the way we are transforming the potassium. We are only transforming the potassium, the molecule of the potassium to, let's say, exploit the ability of the potassium to absorb water. So we give them, with a processes of the transformation of the molecule, the possibility to absorb 600 times the, um, the, the normal absorbance features of the potassium. So basically, with 5 grams of Bergewort solution, you can absorb 1 liter of water. Wow. So yeah, guys, this is it. You know, it's a super absorbent solid tank solution where with one liter of water through the potassium you actually get to absorb five liters of water and this creates a lot of efficiency within the plant because then it doesn't need as much as water anymore exactly But i can i can also give you more details about because our solution look like basically big salt like crystal salt And you can mix it up with the soil or putting it or mix it with your seeds. The agriculture could mix, mix it up with the, with the seeds and they could use it as if it, it, it used to seeds. And then with the watering from the, from the rain of, and only from the watering, it will save basically 
at the minimum 50% of the water because the, 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 um, our solution will act as a sponge in the soil and the plant will put its roots, his, air, his own roots on the, on the sponge and will take the water as they want. So basically the, the plant will become auto, autonomous and will have enough water almost, we are saying for the plant house, it's saving water for 30 days. So we don't need to, you don't need to watering your plant for a duration of 30 days. Mm. That is really interesting, especially if you're thinking about all the bio, like degraded soils that we have around the world. Maybe if people are listening to this podcast right now, they may start being a little bit skeptical about introducing polymers into our soil. And in fact, I read online that your product is made of polyacrylic acid, partially neutralized with potassium salt and dry matter. But nobody really knows about that because it's very technical, right? So what is polyacrylic acid? Where might have we seen this before? And how exactly does it decompose? Can you please give us a little overview here just to understand if it's actually critical or not? In the industry of the superabsorbents, 99.9% uh, .9 of the superabsorbent in the market are coming from the petrochemical industry. That meaning that it's a kind of transformation of something uh, will give you um, a solution which is close to the plastic. We could say that like this without uh, entering into too deep in the technical explanation. Uh, Berger World, we are the only solution. Uh, we are uh, made 99% from potassium, so organic. And we don't have uh, any, uh, let's say, um, um, sense or anything coming from the petrochemical industry. So we are considered uh, as a, in the family of superabsorbents, and that's why we are using some terms common in the term of the superabsorbent market. But we are completely new, and it's what makes the difference from Berger World to the other brand in the market. And that's why we, we, we have this claim when we are saying to the market that we are the only solution which is 100% uh, totally biodegradable and we could not affect the soil. Uh, with uh, some uh, some substance or even some plastic substance in it. So we are totally free from that. So we, we are open to give uh, everything. And that's why I sent to you the um, analytical report coming from uh, an independent lab laboratory. We could say directly that we have absolutely no form of trace of plastic uh, in our solution. And we are not coming. That's, that's also reflected the fact that, and I would, would like also to insist that we are not coming from the petrochemical industry. We are not a, so a solution coming from um, uh, this kind of, of industry. And uh, with this analytical report, you will see that uh, basically when you are using Berger World, you can use it, use it for vegetable. You can use it for everything and it won't affect your, uh, your, your health. Okay, well, that was really good to clarify and to understand that a bit better. Yet, I feel that the concept of holding moisture in the ground is, is generally a good thing. But given that we're introducing this new sponge into the ground, um, another effect might happen. And that's where I'm really curious to know more about the soil life itself, about the biology and about the actual environment of the earth that is being infected there. So has there been much research of how this chemical affects soil microbiology at, at all? 
Yes, we have. Um, we are working with uh, a university in France, uh, the Nantes University, and we also use some. We had some proof of concepts and uh, some uh, uh, before to 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 put the solution into the market and to be able also to to uh, let's say prove and to have a kind of proof regarding our claim. And what we are saying basically, when you are using Bergeworld, your soil uh, is better after the utilization of Bergeworld than before. It's pretty simple um, right now regarding the aridity of the of the the, the weather. Uh, the soil is really hard, and when you are using a solution like a sponge, and when you are using Bergeworld, you are giving back to the soil the the elasticity, the possibility to keep the the the, the humidity and the water, and at the end. Um, it produces a lot of good effects. One of them is the fact that the microbiological uh, um, uh, life come back in the soil because when the soil is really hard due to the aridity, all of the, the, the small insects are dying. And right now with this solution, when you are using Bergeol, it proves that you, you are getting and giving more life to the soil after. Wow, okay. This is obviously a, a wonderful effect to have and a nice yes. result and i think generally if we're speaking about having a completely death soil that is not nourished there is nothing actually and then virtual world is being implanted i i can really see the huge effect here and i'm curious how many years have you been testing this out though and is the university of Nantes working with a group of dedicated students on this as a long-term project or how is the study behind this? Yeah, it's a long-term project. I think the company is born uh, four years ago and we launched our solution only last year, uh, April. So that gives you basically the time that we, we took before to put the product into the market, put the solution, Bergeworld, in the market. Right now with this university, we are working with, with one doctors and is um, um, basically doing, is uh, in charge of doing some analyt analytical reports and give you, giving us more, uh, let's say, add-on regarding how our solution could be used and uh, what could be the, what, what would be the effect regarding the plant we are using. And we also ask them another, uh, um, uh, another point of research because we definitely would like to give back to the soil the same capacity, um, the soil or the same intelligence the soil uh, had before. Um, when I'm saying that, I'm just saying that um, with the global warming, a lot of things disappears. And um, uh, basically, normally, the soil is able to take and to keep the water needed for the plants. And right now we are seeing that it's coming much more difficult and we need to use much more water. We need to use fertilizer and so on and so on. And normally the soil is able to, to produce and to make everything without adding nothing. So we are trying and we and in Berger world, we are really a focus on the fact to give back to the soil as a medicine, for instance, huh? um, to, to give the right medicine to the soil, to make the soils going better and better without uh, the hand of the uh, human being. Amazing. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And I love it when science and innovative technologies and new ways of using nature for the regenerative purpose is combined. And I think that's especially a, a nice 
example of how to collaborate with the academic world and then also see it outside in the real world on the ground on how this is ultimately having a large scale impact. So yeah, really interesting to hear all of the background of the study and of this technology. Thank you so much for that. And um, you've also mentioned um, supply chains and how you actually get the chemicals into your production space. And what are the current challenges that you're facing in your supply chain process? What we are using and uh, where I am right now and physically today, I'm in Alsace. And uh, in this part of France, uh, there are a really huge reserve of potassium. And we are buying this potassium and transforming the, the atom of the potassium to make it absorbent. So it's a, it's a different process than uh, um, because potassium are also really used for the uh, fertilizer. So uh, people who are producing fertilizer, they also need potassium. But it's a different way and a different kind of, uh, of um, let's say, uh, working with the atom. Right now, what we are asking to the potassium, it's to being like a sponge, basically. So to act like a sponge. So we are using different techniques to make it uh, um, uh, useful to take the water and to keep back the water to the plants. And um, what we are doing in our procedure, we are also killing the fact that the potassium contains a lot of salt. And the salt, basically, when we are putting too, too, too much salt in the soil, you can kill the plant. So we are just, uh, uh, let's say, um, putting the salt uh, or uh, taking back the salt from the potassium and increasing the fact that the potassium could keep the water. This is the only thing that we are doing. Alrighty. And when it comes to scaling up your process, because if you're going to work with local governments and governments and different uh, private and public companies in the future, how do you envision scaling up the demand on those different substances that you're using for your product? So we are already working on that. And you can imagine uh, with the drought that we just uh, seen regarding this, uh, this summer. So all of the people are in the alert modes regarding the, 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 the aridity. So right now, the way in the process we are working, as soon as we, we, we are signing big contracts with uh, uh, governments or country, we are trying to find the, um, the, 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 the reserve of potassium, the closer reserve of potassium. For instance, in Africa, we have a, we have a really um, huge reserve based in Algeria. So we know that if we could implant uh, a plant there, and we will be able to spread off our solution in the, the Middle East. And we are now working in some other uh, uh, reserve of potassium in Africa and in other parts of the world to avoid the fact that we will need to take the potassium from a place and make the potassium travel for something for a thousand kilometers and to make a solution affordable for another. It doesn't make any sense for us. So we're trying to, to scale up with uh, what the nature could give us to do. Which is a beautiful approach. And I think that's ultimately what a lot of companies should do is really taking this hyper-local manufacturing and um, 
distribution process in, into a real world implementation. It creates a lot of labor as well in other countries. And if you combine it with a very purpose oriented and high value driven company, it actually is a really, really great approach to have. So um, I hope to see that in the future. And ultimately, I really think we can start shifting more into the aspect of the conversation around how do you envision to scale up the process in general? And what would be your next big step to make Berger World a product represented in multiple countries and continents? Um, we are working on that right now. Um, the way we are working, it's much with... Uh, we are uh, manufacturing on demand right now. So we receive a lot of requests. We are receiving a lot of requests. And until we sign the contract, we are not producing anything. Um, right now, we are working on the big project in Saudi Arabia with the, the, the project of the, this new city called Neom. Uh, they plan to, um, to, to, to plant something like uh, more than 1 million of trees. And uh, we, we, we won the RFP uh, for, this, uh, for this project. So what we would like to do, basically, the way we are working, it's when people are asking us or giving us the opportunity to be a part of a project, um, we are just looking around uh, the country and to see if we are able to spread up our solution around to be sure that uh, we are not only... Because we are not a company who would like to, to win only markets. Uh, we're going to want this market. That doesn't make any sense at the end. What we would like to do is to, again, uh, and maybe as a conclusion, you know, when we were talking about the the, um, the University of Nantes and our real um, willing to give back to the soil, the intelligence they had before of the global warming, because at the end we are responsible of what happened right now. Uh, the, the global warming doesn't come uh, like this for just a hazard, it's coming because we are consuming a lot. And sometimes we are even consuming for some for much more that we don't we really need at the end. And um, the, the, the way and the meaning and also the, the target of Berger World, it's to be a, a company who will work for the planet. We are not working for, uh, for ourselves, for you, for we just would like to give back to the planet what this planet give to me, point. So uh, even when we are talking about market and uh, market share, where you are, how much does it cost? I would say as a CIO of the CEO of the company, for me, that is, that's not the real important things. Honestly, if you would like to talk about numbers, we can have the meeting with our CFO, but the number is just things we could uh, um, put us in a way that we will do again the same the same mistake because at the end we will be focused on the number and we don't want to be focused on the number we would like to be focused on the our target and our target is the planet Earth. point i love that approach a lot and coming from a a new way of taking and observing business nowadays which is the shift from our generation that is really asking for companies to change their approaches. And you can see a lot of purpose-oriented businesses emerging and being burst all around the world. And um, also social entrepreneurship, this term is becoming popular more than ever before. And yet, uh, oftentimes also I get asked, how do you manage to put purpose before profit? And what are the main challenges there? So 
what did you see as one of the main challenges to actually overcome this um, yeah, old paradigm and start finding solutions that can make it possible in the long term? Yeah, for, I would say we need to be and to keep uh, a really humble mentality because to make this possible, we need to have a lot of support. And that's uh, the way Berger World is working right now because it's quite simple and easy to say, yeah, we are only focused on the planet Earth and not on the market. But for that, we need to have some people, some companies, some investor cycle who are trusting us enough to give us enough, uh, let's say, credibility and to supporting us uh, with the money because we need to have money in any way. So if you would like to uh, do something, even if it's bad or the best idea ever, you need to have money. And uh, the good point is that we, we found some investor and some people who totally understood what we are doing um, in this kind of chain of thinking, Berger World, we decide to not uh, um, do the kind of uh, due diligence with them because with most of the person I'm talking, I'm talking with, they are taking to me, yes, but we don't want to take the money from this company because they are doing this and this and this and this. And in our way of thinking, we said, okay, we could understand that sometime some people will support you because they have a, a, a bad uh, a thinking about themselves. But it's the start of change. When you start to, to, to see yourself into the mirror and you are thinking that you are doing the thing wrongly, it's the first step to change. So I don't want to place myself in the big judge and say, yeah, I don't want this. The only thing that I that, that I'm, 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 I could say, and that's why I was saying we need to, to stay really humble in that, it's for grace we find people who are helping us and who are supporting us to make one step after the other, one, one, one uh, a foot after the, the other one, and to make us going into the direction we would like to go. And at the end... It will help everyone because our target, again, is the planet Earth, taking care of the planet Earth and make all of the people thinking about that. And you, Leila, you know, uh, you are coming from, a, we are in a different, um, uh, 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 we, we are a different hedge, you know, and you are much younger than me. I can assume that. And I'm really, let's say, pr proud to see the way the people from your uh, uh, generation is acting right now for the planet. And we definitely need that. We definitely need from the, uh, uh, your generation the power you are infusing. We definitely need the way you are thinking for uh, because you are thinking generally. You would like to change. You would like to help. And we need that. And that's, that's the key point. That would make uh, our world better the next 25 years because we are really in the a, in a, in a front of a big wall and this wall is a really huge challenge and my generation could not afford the challenge. They are still thinking about themselves. You see, when you see most of the advertisements, you see the advertisement is for consumption, buying a new cars, buying a new watches, buying a new bags. It's good, but at the end, who cares? Because you can have a new cars, but in this world, it doesn't make any sense. To, to, to buy the, the, the last Mercedes and at the end uh, uh, you, you need to keep it in the garage because we won't have any energy to, to drive it. So we need to think 
differently. And I'm really happy because the changing it's coming with your generation. And I'm happy for that. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, uh, Samuel. I think this is why we're also doing this show because we want to bridge generations. We want to bridge uh, inspiration and also ultimately just be another voice of change and show the existing solutions that that are paving a path towards a more regenerative, just and inclusive world. And um, something that I'm facing more and more, though, also through my additional research is that oftentimes policymakers and local governments and um, the big machine of bureaucracy is stopping us sometimes from implementing change, change really quickly, right? So especially with your private company, do you see uh, a, a way on how local governments and policymakers can support you within the process of making it easier to have impact in a local way, in a very uh, large scale, perhaps? Yes, definitely. Um, what we have seen, uh, and especially during this summer, it's the, you know, the, uh, a politician, it's, uh, let's say, they are coming from another world. At the end, let's say that what they would like to say, it's what they would like to please to the, the majority of people. So right now we are in the, in the position that most of the people, uh, I would say the majority are, are really taking care uh, and they're thinking about the future with the sustainability mode. And as we are, uh, we have the label of the sustainability company, uh, a company would like to take care about the planet. So we are receiving a lot of requests coming from the political uh, uh, and, and the local government as well. Um, for us, we could, again, I would say we need to, to stay humble because we could say, because three years ago when we were and to knock at each door, they were really ignoring us. So we, we could say, yeah, now, right now, we don't want to discuss with you. But I would say that we need to be smart and we are smart enough just to take the opportunity as it is. Even if sometimes it could be a kind of, uh, let's say, uh, it's still better to hack, like to say, hey, I don't want to talk with you because you are not really sincere. But at the end, what we keep in mind and what we have in mind with Berger World, it's our target and our target is the planet. So when people would like to work and to act as if they were in our team, we are happy. Well, so it is the key to make it available and to distribute it. And you've been mentioning a few times very beautifully the the topic of open source, right? Of open sourcing solutions, of, of collaborating and co-creating for a bigger purpose. And right now, yes, we are facing big, big challenges on our planet and our humanity is on a crossroad where we need to decide, are we going left or right? Or are we going to learn about history or are we going to do the same mistakes again? And I... I feel like now we can bring this interview to a, a, a bit of bigger perspective, asking you, what do you think right now is kind of like the biggest challenge for our humanity as humans? What is it that we need to overcome as a species to evolve and, and start growing more into that right direction? Yes, that's really philosophical. I like it. I like this question because, by the way, it's it's look like really a generic question, but it's asking a personal question. And this main question, which is really personal to each other, it's for 
what real reason I'm on this planet Earth at this season. And when I try to figure out this question, for me, the answer is quite simple. I'm here for seeing my footprint in something positive. And I have to fight every day because it's a real fight. It's a fight between myself and I. Why? Because I'm a really egoistic person and I still would like to think about my own comfort, my own things, my cars, my... And the main things we are here at this time, and that's why I'm really trust in the next generation. Because in my generation, we were educated as a selfish person. We were, all, the, all, all of our professors were giving us the way to becoming richer than the guys. We have more, let's say, more the best car, the best thing to show that we, we, we were the best in everything or every field we were putting our feet. But I think it was totally wrong. Because by acting like that, we, we were just acting like an egoistic person. And we, by the way, at the end, if we are looking at the result, we killed more people than two wars accumulated. Because when you are acting selfishly, you are deciding that for you, you absolutely doesn't care if somebody's dying on your side, because the only thing which is your focus, it's your own result. And right now, I think that I need to, and I, on this planet Earth, to make people thinking about why they are on this planet Earth and what they could do to become eternal. And I think that become eternal, it's to first transmit the life, but we, we can all do it, doing it. But the thing which is the most difficult thing is to transmit a value. Mm -hmm. And the value, it's not only because it could also be something really selfish and egoistic to talk about sustainability, because that in, in somehow it could be a way to be on the first stage. It, but it's not the case. What we need to, fig to figure out is how to support people, how I could support the person just close to me who needs the support, we need my help, and now I can do. And when you see the, the picture bigger, and that's why when we are talking about water, it's a big project, it's a, an ambition. But this enormous ambition, we could reach this target by taking care and by doing small step after small steps. Mm. I love it. Thank you. That was a very philosophical answer as well, and it brings us back to purpose, right? Why are we here on this planet right now? And how can we connect with our tiny little something, our fire inside our body that makes us wake up every day after day and, and brings us the power and the strength to still dream and envision a world that may be regenerated, may be living in peace and harmony and injustice, you know? And there are many people that say, oh, climate warming It's too late already. We can't change it. Let's go to another planet. But I'm in love with this planet and I am a hopeful person and I, I trust and I deeply feel and see the changes that I, I, I'm witnessing right now. I mean, conferences like Change Now just make me realize once more how many incredible, inspiring solutions exist. And now imagine if all of those solutions would join forces and collaborate and support each other, as you just said. 
So that would be that would be extremely brilliant. I don't want to go there. I, I I'm really in love with the planet Earth, and I'm, and I was born in this planet. I don't want to even you know project myself to live in the moon. I, I you know I like the the people who are really investing a lot of money. You know because the, we need to have a B plant anyway. So I can imagine that they are working for our future too. But I would love to see those person having more faith about the fact that our generation could change what is still or seems to be unchangeable. We can do it. I'm sure of that. We can do it. And your generation will do a, the, the best step in this direction. We will change it. And we will talk about this, you know, the, the next generation, even after you, will talk about it in 200 years. And by saying you would you was a generation would change the fact that people now are still living in this beautiful planet the planet hers mm. beautifully said beautifully said and what i was about to say earlier is that even if we all come together and we start regenerating our planet we need a plan as you said step by step and small steps will guide us to a goal as well and for that specifically, I feel that there is a lot of funding available right now on our planet, yet a lot of innovative solutions are looking for this funding. They are looking for those angel investors, impact investors, funds, green funds that are specifically interested in supporting those solutions. And now I would love to hear from your side. Imagine a city, a village, an ideal utopia of our world. If you had unlimited resources and funding, which projects would you prioritize in order to catalyze global regeneration and this community building that would empower and catalyze the purpose within us as humanity? Again, your question looked like really philosophical, but it's not. Because we are in the position that if we are all conscious about the emergency of the situation where we are standing right now, we have the possibility to put all of our funding in one way. And my answer will be really simple and really short. In this kind of words, which is not utopic, and the world where we are living right now, the only resource we need to take care is the resource who will prevent us from dying. And the water is this main resource. For me, there are only two resources, water and energy. And right now, the, the main secure, we, the, the, the resource we need to secure is the water. And if I would be someone who had to invest in some project or in some plan, even for myself, I would be really secure to secure the resource who will help me to live longer and in peace because as soon as I will live longer and in peace, I can still spend my money. So I will, I will catalyze my project in a project like Berger World, for instance, because it's the way we are living it. And we need to have some funding to more, let's say, democratize our solution, to make people talking about us, to take a kind of light in the project we, where we are going and where we are living, because it's... Again, what I'm telling to you, it's the most important things right now for every people. Even when, we, when I'm talking, you know, I used to talk with and to showcase my product, my solution to pitch. And after all of this kind of pitch, you know, every people are convinced. 
I can assume that sometimes they are not really convinced about the way we are taking or we are struggling the situation of the water resource, but they are all convinced that the water resource is absolutely in the NIAB that we need to take care of this as, a, as our own treasure. Amazing. Yeah, well, if you've heard that, angel investors out there, we have a solution to fight water pollution. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's no invasive, nothing to think about it. We don't need, it's, it don't need to the people who are using our solution to invest in the something. It's, it's the best solution ever and we could be deployed like this. Mm, beautiful. I would love to see this happening and I would love to see you growing exponentially with the support of local governments, policymakers, individual households. That is truly my wish. And if you had one last message to the world, to the young people, to the impact investors out there, what would that message be? You know, there are a lot of people involved in, involved in, the, in this last words you are asking me, but I would love to be focused in the next generation. And I would say to them, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. And it's the best, it's the, the fuel. And as soon as you have a dream and you don't following your dream, you have a lot of frustration and the frustration is something, it's a really strong break in life. So I would love to encourage people to follow your dream. Even if you are the guy in the wrong costume, please, 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 please stop everything because life is really too short and we need to all live in the um, something we have in our hearts. So we need to follow our dreams and to follow love. And sometimes most of them are really going in the same direction. So love and dreams, they are definitely ruling this world. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing, dear Samuel. It's a gift to our planet, a gift to our humanity, a gift to the world. And now I just really want to thank you all for listening into this episode today and for making contribution, showing up not just today, but every day. How did you like this part of our journey towards a better world? Let's unite for this great challenge and connect with us on Instagram, LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm super curious to learn more about you and your projects and ideas. Just send us a message on one of these channels or on podcast at Gaia.gives. Looking forward to the next part of our journey together. Lots of love, Lila.